The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to the world. We've been waiting for you. What's right with you? How do you find out? How can you improve your finances, health, relationships, business, and more? Welcome to the Access Consciousness Radio Show. We'll help you find that awareness with tools that actually work. Now, here are your hosts, the founders of Access Consciousness, Gary Douglas and Dr. Dane Here. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Access Consciousness Show on Voice America. This is Dr. Dane and the amazing Gary Douglas. Unfortunately, he's not with us. I, I mean, no, he's with us. Don't, no, don't get me wrong. I mean, he's still with us. Hello. Totally with us. I mean, on the planet and everything like that. He's just not on the show this week. He uh, had a little trip to India to make, one I will be making soon. So I have the amazing Katerina Valentine. I say that because it's like Valentine, which is kind of cool. That's awesome. Except she's Swedish, so it sounds a little different. And, you know, in Sweden, they have like 27 different vowels. So, uh, Katerina, how are you doing? I'm doing great, and I really like Valentine. I'm going to... You think you're going to do that from now on? Mm -hmm. You're Miss Valentine. I am going to do that from now on, yes. I like that. Mm -hmm. I think it's a brilliant idea. Miss Valentine. Miss Valentine. Mm Oh, yes. The table for Miss Valentine. Exactly. That's That's awesome. We can have way better tables from I, that. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, they'll put you by the window. They'll give you the romantic whatever it is, you know. What yes, else? I'd like a romantic table for 27. Thank you very much. You mm-hmm. know. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I like it. Cool. And they'll be like, oh, the Valentine party, you know, that kind of thing. Exactly. That'd be awesome. You know, like everybody will go and go with me to right. dinner because exactly. we're going to have these, like, romantic tables. Whose day is it? Valentine's Day. Every day is Valentine's uh-huh. Day. That's what's going to happen. I like it. So, on that note, let's talk about our subject. What is the best thing you ever did? What is the best thing you ever had? So, for example, what's the best sex you ever had? Now, I'm just giving the description. If you go to whenisthetime.com, you'll see the description there. I'm just reading that. We're not getting into sex yet. We've only been on for like a minute and a half. So, just, you know, cool your jets, calm your horses, you know, put them back at the stable for a minute. Hold on there, kids. So, uh... What's the best you've decided you could never get better than that keeps you from having more? All I've got to say is that was definitely a sentence Gary came up with because he does stuff like that. Friggin' brilliant, man, but that's awesome. I'm going to say that one more time just because it's such a cool sentence because nobody understands it also, but what's the best you've decided you could never get better than that keeps you from having more? Darn, what a cool question. Now, can I get back to sex? Already? Yes. It's only two minutes and 18 seconds in. Well, I'm wondering now if I... Uh, But hey, it's us and we're on the internet. You can get back to sex as much as you want. Well, I'm thinking there's a lot of people out there that have kind of the same question as I do. Like if I actually do have this moment where I had really, 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 really great sex... What's Keep talking. Wrong you, about that. You have that. inspired our audience. Keep talking. So what's, what's I like it? What's wrong with that? <laughs> <laughs> what's wrong with me that I enjoyed it so much? 
You know what I like to say? If loving you is wrong, I don't want to be right. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. So here I have this moment that I'm thinking about now that you know is. Oh, I possibly... see you're thinking about that moment. I like I like how you're getting this like Valentine look in your eyes. You've got this sort of like steamy, <laughs> misty look. <laughs> is so, it, my question is: Is it anybody I know? That's what I want to know. Or was this like a long totally past? That's totally relevant. Oh, that's very relevant at this point. Oh, this is. Oh just... no, do tell. I mean, you know. If you brought up sex, we might as well just tell the world. I mean, what's his name? Well, no, 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 no. Oh, oh, maybe he's like a pseudonym, like Mr. Valentine at there, that moment. Ah, yes, exactly. Yeah, at that, oh, every see, time, that, they're Mr. Now, Valentine. Now I see what's getting in your way there, uh-huh. sister. Uh-huh. Oh. When you want to make the one, the best one you ever had, Mr. Valentine, you have just killed the sex, baby. I'm just saying. <laughs> It may last for a little while longer, but if you're trying to turn Mr. Macho Camacho into Mr. Valentine, not going to happen. So back to your question. Back to my moment here. So (laughs) in my my thoughts, I'm thinking about this amazing, amazing time. And I'm making this the best. You know the the cool thing is that half the people listening are going to think it was between you and me, which I think is just awesome. That is, well, you could imagine that. I I mean, really. (laughs) Yeah. Let me go there for a moment. But wouldn't you have known your name then? Mr. Valentine. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I think I'm okay. just changing my gonna, name. I think I'm just changing my name, period. I think I'm going to be Mr. Valentine. But then, Who are you? I'm uh, Mr. Valentine. Oh, my God, we had Miss Valentine in last night. I'm like, yeah, we're not together anymore. I'm sorry. <laughs> it, was, it was a terrible breakup. Can I have the romantic table? I'm mourning. You know, you see what I'm saying? I see what you're saying. I'm not going to go back to my question. I'm going to put it way back in time. There was this time, a long, long time ago, just to put it uh, in where I had this amazing lover. Amazing lover. sex. Yeah, amazing, amazing sex. sex. And I had the point of view that it was actually the best sex I ever had. Right. What's wrong about that? <laughs> Well, here's the difficulty is, and I love how you set up. You're awesome. You're so cool. You like should be Miss Valentine or Mrs. (laughs) or whatever, you know, whatever it takes. Um, But the thing is, when you decide something is the best, it can't ever get better than that. Because your point of view creates your reality, as we've said a billion, godzillion friggin' times. Reality doesn't create your point of view. So when you decide this is the best sex I've ever had, you can't ever have better sex than that. There was a lady that we, Gary and I were working with, and she had decided when she was 16, stoned out of her mind, that it was the best sex she'd ever had with this guy. And she kept saying, and we didn't know this information from her at the time. We didn't know that she had sort of decided that. And we were in a class, and Gary was talking about sex, and it was actually a sex and relationship. Hey, strange place to talk about sex, right? It was a sex and relationship class we were giving in, and Gary mentioned this thing about when you make it the best, that's it. And she, <laughs> the look on her face, like you could hear her, she went, oh, my God. And the look on her face, and she slapped her forehead, and she was like, oh, my God. I decided the best sex I ever had when I was 16 in stone. She's like, and I've been wondering why it's never been intense, why it's never been wonderful. And I've been longing for this guy for so long because I wanted to have great sex again. And I just kept hoping he would come back into my life. And then we asked her another question. Well, first we said, okay, so everywhere you decided, oh, by the way, everybody out there, everywhere where you've decided you've had the best sex you've ever had, which keeps it from getting better, keeps it from getting greater, and keeps it from being what it could actually be, will you just run and create it, please? Yes. Right and wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine shorts, boys and beyonds. 
So, we did that first. But then the other thing was, I, I sort of looked into her world, as I do when I'm working with somebody, to sort of just just get a sense of the energy of what that was. And, and what I realized was, the guy that she was with was such a self-centered, arrogant person that his point of view was, I'm the best sex you're ever going to have. And she bought his point of view about the sex. And so she bought the point of view that it was the best sex she'd ever had from him because he decided he was the best sex she would ever have. And, Mm. of course, he had that point of view about everybody he had sex with. And it was interesting because I asked her, I'm like, was that your point of view or his? And she went, oh, my God, it was his. I'm like, yeah, interesting, huh? And she started getting free. And she actually, it was interesting because she wasn't able to create relationships and sex with anybody. It was like it just kept falling apart. And within three weeks, she found this guy that really liked her, that she really liked. And they were together for a few years after that. And they were having great sex and they were loving each other and, you know, traveling around the world. I mean, it was really cool. So changing that one point of view can change your entire reality. So when you, you know, in the now then, are having really great sex, what should you actually Oh, my God. Thank you so much. This is so wonderful. How does it get any better, bigger, and wetter than this? It's like a version of what we usually say, but just with this added word. Well, yeah, there's a couple things. You know, you said sex, so I'm just giving you the thing you want to ask. How does it get any better, bigger, and wetter than this? Exactly. You know, or yummier or whatever it is. But what you want to do is you want to have total gratitude. The thing is, when you do best, what you're doing is you're sticking yourself in the past, even when you and your life move forward. Hmm. So what happens is, like, this lady was stuck back at 16. So she was no longer in present time anytime she'd have sex. Because it was always a reference point to that 16-year-old point of view. And that's what you do with best. That makes me think of a completely different area. Because one of the things I notice with people is that they get stuck in different places of their life. Some people like think high school was the funnest time ever. And yes. some people think college was the funnest. So they're the best time of their life was high yes. school. And then the best time of their life was college. And then the best time of their life was university. I don't know really how it works in the rest of the world. But that they're stuck then. Yeah. And they keep looping back and yeah. comparing everything with that best time. Exactly. Thing. And that is such a killer, which is why of course we you know wanted to do this show. And so this is interesting because Gary tells this story. I'll tell it for Gary since Gary's not in the show currently to tell it. But he tells this story about when he was at um, he was at a party with his sister and all of his sister's friends, you know, and they were, um, I don't know, some, I don't know, it was like a bachelor, no, it was a, a like a wedding shower, a baby shower or something. And all these guys are in the kitchen talking about how the best time of their life was when they were in high school. You know, and they're in their 40s or something. Best time of my life was when I was in high school and I was driving my blah, 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 and I was doing this and I was doing that. And, you know, it goes all around the circle and gets to Gary and they said, so when's the best time in your life? And Gary says, today. And if it's not, I'm killing myself. (laughs) And they look at him and their jaws drop, right? And they never invited him back to any party, of course. But it's like he looked at that and he's like, really? I mean, this is what people are considering that is the best and it stops them from living today. Stops them from truly living and truly enjoying the gift that today is, the present moment, but also the greater possibilities for the future. Because one of the things that we've noticed and, and finally gotten to speak about recently as 
things in the world have changed, things in access have changed, is that what happens is what most people are doing is they're devoting so much energy to their past that they don't ever get fully present and which keeps them from actually creating a future. Hmm. And so in this case, you know, with the with the sex thing or with anything you decide is the best, what happens is it does that thing of making your energy, it's like turning your energy 180 degrees. If you're headed north, for example, and let's say you're headed north, I don't know, let's say to the North Pole or whatever, and you're on your way there, your energy should be headed north. Well, what this does is you're headed north in your life, but all of your energy is directed south at what was the best, meaning it's always behind you rather than in front of you. So the best of what can be, the greatness of what can be, is always behind you and never in front of you with what you can create in your future. So you're always focusing on the past. And it must also increase the judgment because you're comparing then yes. continuously with your past. Yeah. And that, so how many of you out there are judging your everything right now in comparison to your past that you decided was the best? Everything that is times a gazillion we destroy and create a place. Yes. Right, wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine shorts, boys and beyonds. Wow. That has so much friggin' energy to it. That is amazing. Oh, baby. Okay, so if we look at that then, and you said you're, like you said, you're in a constant state of judgment of you uh, in reference to what you decided was the best in the past, and so you're never truly living. Right. Which is kind of interesting, because the plants, they don't have a past. They don't wake up tomorrow and go, oh my God, yesterday was like such a cloudy day, and I just can't believe it. I mean, there was hardly any sun, and my leaves are kind of like droopy because there wasn't any water, and oh, the flowers. I just don't even want to open my petals today. I just, you know, it's like, really? I mean, yesterday was just so traumatizing to me. I'm not going to open my petals today. You know, it's like the flowers don't do that. It's like the birds don't wake up and go, you know what? The chicks were really hard on me yesterday, so I'm not going to sing. In fact, I don't think I'm going to go out and leave the nest. I think I'm just going to stay in the nest. I'm going to put my wing over my head, and I'm just going to, like, shut up and be here. You know what I mean? The, the plants and the animals don't do that. They don't have this concept that the past is somehow great. They live in the present and the future. And it's interesting because if we chose to, we could not only live that way, but also we could start to have the greatness that can exist when you don't just go back to your past, when you don't function from everything that was being better than everything that is and everything that can be. And one of the questions we often ask is, is if you had no past, what would you choose? Because it opens up this completely different possibility. Exactly. And it's like that. It's like if you had no past, what would you choose? If there were no past, what would you choose? And, And also look at it this way, guys. It's like if everyone in your life were, let's say you were to fire everybody in your life today. Who would you hire back tomorrow? That's interesting. I love that one. Isn't that a cool one? That is such a cool one. And I got that. I actually got that from Steve Bowman. Um, He and Chutissa Bowman do this amazing life mastery business coaching program. And they work with with boards and nonprofit organizations uh, in Australia and also other places around the world. And so they have, you know, work with CEOs and all these top-level people in these major corporations. And that's one of the questions he gives He gives the, the CEO and the board is, if you were to fire everybody in the organization today, who would you hire back tomorrow? 
And I looked at that and I went, wow, what if we could institute that? You know, what if we could look at that in our own lives? And what would we choose? Because then it would finally be choice. It wouldn't be, oh, well, these people have been here for this long, so I need to, you know, I need to keep them in my life. Or I've, you know, they're my family, so I need to keep them around. It would be, wow, if I truly had choice for present and future, what would I choose? And that's one of the things that that we don't often allow ourselves to have the awareness of or even look at because we don't want to know that we've actually got the capacity to determine who and what is in our life. And I think this best thing is one of the things that sticks us in that past. Right. And and even I was looking at now, we say, that's what I'm best at. Right. There are certain things we say, that's what I'm best at. and. That actually, again, puts us in this position where we, we're eliminating everything else that we could be great at that we're not even looking at. Because I'm best at this. I'm best at yes. writing. I'm best at whatever we choose. Yes. And that's a, that's a really cool thing cause you, to be aware of because you have to be in a constant state of judgment, like you said, of everything. It doesn't allow you any freedom. Doesn't allow you any freedom, doesn't allow you any leeway to go any other direction other than trying to prove you're still the best. And if you look at, there are a lot of authors out there that have done that. There are a lot of musicians that have done that. And their stuff is just, it's like the same rehash and repeat of what they decided they had Hmm. best. It's never creative. And it's interesting because what inspired them and spurred them on in the first place was their amazing creation. I mean, one interesting example i don't know if you like her music or not but alanis morissette when she did her first album because it was about all the angst in her life and everything she wanted to you know get out to the world and tell everybody what she was pissed off about you know amazing first album great lyrics great music her next album sucked it was boring now on that note you may totally disagree with me and that's okay but we're going to break so um too bad on that note, we'll be back in a couple of minutes on the Access Consciousness Show on Voice America. Listen to our proud sponsors and go get the pearls of possibility. Thanks, guys. We'll be back in a minute. Bye-bye. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Would you like to spend the day running Access Bars with the man who created them? On November 26, Gary Douglas, the founder of Access Consciousness, will facilitate an Access Bars class for the first time in nearly 20 years. It will be a global event like never before. Go to accessbarswithgarydouglas.com and participate in person, online, or find a pod near you. Again, that's accessbarswithgarydouglas.com. How much are you willing to receive? January 6th is the second annual Global Access Bars Day, celebrating the change in the consciousness that's possible in our world with the Access Bars. Imagine what could be created if tens of thousands of people around the world were running the Access Bars on the same day. We're going for a wave of consciousness. Would you like to be part of the creation? During this 24-hour event, you can run the bars, learn the bars, teach the bars, host a bars trade, and play with all the access tools that will be broadcast during this special event on Access TV. To learn more, go to globalaccessbarsday.com. Hi, everybody. This is Gary Douglas. I'd like to invite you to the fun and joy of having a download of these wonderful clearings that we do in these shows. I realized that I've asked people to put them on loops, and not very many people know how. So we decided that we'd offer you the chance to have 
us doing it for you. It in our voice to make your life easier. Thanks for being with us and thanks for being part of our life. To sign up for the Pearls of Possibilities Clearings Program for only $5 a month, visit whenisthetime.com. When you're pondering the big questions like, is there more than this? How can I have a happy relationship? What would it take to like my body? And how do I make more money? Where do you go for information and tools? Check out the online store at accessconsciousness.com. Accessconsciousness.com has books, DVDs, instant video and audio downloads, online classes, and so much more. Subjects include abuse, changing your body, recovery, raising children, business techniques, tools to generate more money, how to have better sex and healthier relationships, just to name a few. At accessconsciousness.com, you can also find facilitators who teach local classes on a variety of subjects. Accessconsciousness.com, your one-stop shop for tools to assist you in changing your life. All of life comes to us with ease, joy, and glory. Go to accessconsciousness.com to learn more. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. You are tuned in to Access Consciousness. To join in on the discussion today, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to va at accessconsciousness.com. Now, back to the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Access Consciousness Show on Voice America. This is Mr. Valentine with... Miss Valentine, huh? Notice it's not Mr. and Mrs. Valentine, because that would imply some weird shit. So anyway, um, (laughs) not that you would not be one of the best I had ever been with to marry. Oh, you know what? You would be the best one I'd ever married if we got married. You know why? Because they haven't been married before. Wow. I know. Neither have I. So that's interesting. You neither? No. There's no Mr. Valentine yet? No, there's no Uh, Mr. Valentine yet. Gentlemen, gentlemen, how you doing? Uh, Send applications to Katerina at accessconsciousness.com. Enclose a picture, a resume, and write a humorous anecdote. Because if you don't laugh, you can't go out with this girl. There you go. Huh? Oh, I think you like should, how I'm screening for you? I'd love that. Hello? And I think, really, they should write what they're best at. Oh, awesome. I like it. I like how you're weaving it back in mm-hmm. there, bringing it back in, reining the horses there, sister. Now, but so how, if they really, if, if you know, we talked about what you're best at, right? Yes. So if you wanted to find out what you're great at, what your talents and capacities are, without getting stuck in this is what I'm best at, what, what, what does that require? Well, what we basically need to do is, rather than trying to go to best, see, the difficulty with best is it's always a judgment. It's always got a judgment system attached. So, for example, it's like it just facilitated one of the most amazing classes I've been just, you know, able to facilitate so far. I'm just so friggin' thrilled. And so people say, hey, you know what? This is the best class you've done. And I'm like, um, best class so far. Right. So what you can do is you can add so far to it because you recognize, wow, this is sort of the coolest thing so far, which means that right now, 10 seconds from now, you could do something even greater. 
So you can go, wow, that was the best sex I've had so far. And it's like, okay, cool. Which, notice that doesn't stick anything. Notice when you say, this is the best sex I've ever had, ever means past, present, and future. Right. But we don't ever look at that. So in order to not stick yourself, you can say, best so far. If you really want to get excited about the fact that this is just the greatest thing so far. But the so far also takes it into the future because it actually implies that they're going to be something even greater yes, at some point. Exactly. So it moves the energy forward instead of Yeah, instead of moving it backward. It lets it move in whatever direction it can actually go and it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't put a lead weight like an anchor in the middle of your world that you always have to be attached to. And you know, that actually makes me think of this. It, in access, we often say, how does it get any better than this? Yes. And it sounds to some people when they hear it the first time, it's like this ungrateful thing. Here you have this something you experience <laughs> in this great thing. And then you go, how does it get any better than this? Like not, and that's really not what it's about, right? No, it's not what it's about at all. And that's the thing that, that when people are sort of used to trying to look for the best and go, oh, this is the best. They don't really get that because they don't recognize it. The how does it get any better than this is actually said from a total space of gratitude, which is like, wow, universe, oh, man, thank you so much. And I'm willing to have more, too, but I'm extremely grateful for what I just received. So how does it get any better than this is about not, wow, what I just got was the best, and it doesn't get any better than this, which is a thing you'll hear a lot mm-hmm. You know, you hear it in advertising, you hear it in movies, you hear it in... And every time I hear it now, I cringe when they say it doesn't get any better than this because your point of view creates your reality. So when you say that, that's exactly what you're creating. You're not creating something great. What you're actually creating is a limitation in how much greatness can show up. So best is actually kind of the same as it doesn't get any better than this. Yeah, exactly. And that's what we're saying. And the funny part is, people are so used to using superlatives in this reality. You know, oh my God, that's the most amazing thing ever. That is the most phenomenal. That is the most <laughs> crazy. That's wonderful. That's, you know. And so it's almost like, rather than actually tap into the energy of the gratitude they have for how great something really was, they try to use a superlative like that to try to prove that they're getting or have gotten the best thing ever or that it was really great, rather than having the awareness of how wonderful and amazing it was and be present with that and then ask, universe, man, baby, really, if you can deliver this, what else could you deliver, man? Let my life get even greater. So is it kind of like an inflation of superlatives? Yeah, it, it tends to be. And that's one of the things is, I, like, I love how you put that, an inflation of superlatives, darling. <laughs> That's very well put, yes. And it, From it, a non-English speaker. Yes, exactly. That's how you put it. <laughs> I, I've got some inflated superlatives in my, uh, in my boots, you know, and I thought maybe... And a boot, by the way, is a trunk in the rest of the world except the United <laughs> States. So I've got some inflated superlatives in my boot. May I uh, offer you one? Uh, I've, I'm giving a half-price sale on inflated superlatives today. In fact, I've got best here, and... Quite frankly, nobody wants it anymore, so it's uh, 50% off. Uh, you're welcome. Have, have some inflated superlatives. I like it. That's right. kind of cool. So, so if, you, if, if we were to look at how, how does one really, like when something amazing, wondrous, magical occurs, uh-huh. what is the, like, what's the question to ask or, or where do you go? Is it really, how does it get any better than this? What else can, 
What else can one do with that? There's a lot of things. It seems like. Well, I think I think really the first thing that I would say is actually to be really present with the amazingness, the phenomenalness, the wonder of it, and the gratitude for it. Right. And be there with it. I mean, I will tell you this four-day SOP. Holy friggin' cow, I cannot say enough. There are not enough superlatives in the world <laughs> to express the the gratitude that I have for, for the gift and honor of facilitating this and to be with these amazing people and see their worlds change and feel them change and see their faces change and and the the gratitude that they've sent me about what has changed has just been... I mean, there there really aren't words to describe that level of intensity of energy. And I think that's what ends up sticking us is because there aren't words to describe that level of intensity of energy. What we do is we somehow decide that the words are valuable and the energy's not. And if we don't have a word that matches it, we'll try to use a superlative to make it work or to, to describe it. But it really doesn't work. It falls short. So... And best in itself is actually a defining word. Yes. So you define it so it does like cut it off from anything else. It could even continue to be created as. Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah, exactly. So everybody out there, yeah. I know we've only done, I don't know, a couple of pot and pox so far. So everything you've done to decide that anything was the best that stops mm-hmm. you from having greater. Anything you've done to decide that anyone was the best that stops you from having greater. <laughs> Anything you've done to decide that anything you've ever eaten or anyone you've ever eaten was the best that stops you from having greater. Were you just throwing greater, please? Yes. Right, wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine shirts, boys and beyonds. So what have you made so vital about possessing the superlative best that stops you from creating a life living in reality far greater than the best you've ever had? Everything that is times a godzillion, were you just throwing greater, please? Right, wrong, good, and bad, pot, and puck, all nine shirts, boys and beyonds. What have you made so vital about possessing the superlative best that stops you, actually eliminates your capacity to create a life living in reality far greater than the best you've ever had? Wow. Everything that is times a godzillion way to strong and creative place. Yes. Right, wrong, good, and bad, pot, and puck, all nine shirts, boys and beyonds. Now, I want to point one thing out here. The interesting thing to me is when Gary is not co-hosting... It's like when I just like these processes just go and they just spit right out. When he's co-hosting, I'm like, okay, it's Gary's job. It's kind of (laughs) interesting how that works. I'm like, wait a minute. Apparently, um, I can do this a little better than I thought I could. Maybe I'm better than my best (laughs) worst day or something. I don't know. Just a thought. So what have you made so vital about possessing the superlative best that ensures you will never create a life living or reality greater than the best you've ever had so far. Everything that is times against the way to start and greater, please. Yes. Right wrong, good and bad, pot and pock all nine, choice of boys and beyonds. And how much fun could you have if you never again worried about if anything was good, better, or best? Mm. Everything that is times a gazillion, way to start and greater, please. Yes. Right wrong, good and bad, pot and pock all nine, choice of boys and beyonds. Oh, and I just realized something else with best. Best is so tightly 
tied to perfectionism. Exactly. To be perfect. Like, you're the best. Uh, you're the prettiest. Yes. You're the best. You're, you're the, the smartest. One. You're the one. But you're definitely the best. You are number one in oneness. You are the one. You're mm-hmm. amazing. I'm telling you, you're the best. And the best at sex. Uh-huh. You are Miss Valentine. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you're the best at sex, but I'll tell you something. You make a nation go crazy at holiday time with chocolates. I know. All over the world, too. Right. I spread. Uh, I've gone global. I like that. The Valentine thing has gone global. Uh-huh. It's all... You know what? It wasn't I, global till you came along. Before that, it was just in the United States with Hallmark. Mm-hmm. And then I came. <laughs> and then and you came I was along. the best uh, at it. You were... <laughs> Going back to the perfectionism thing. So that part, the best, being the best at, so what happens when you go there? Like what, if you're really trying to be the best at everything you do? Oh my goodness. I mean, imagine. No one does that, by the way. No, nobody I know. No, no, No. nobody we know. Well, and nobody, nobody has any point of view that they have no value unless they are the best. Because, you know, the only people that value are the best. I mean, that would be crazy. I mean, those are the only ones. Hello. Exactly. Hello. Hello. So what happens is, if you think of best and perfectionist sort of synonymous, what ends up happening is, if you look at it, it's like, how much judgment does it take to try to create perfection? How much judgment of yourself does it take to try to prove you're not perfect? And what occurs if you go from no longer needing to try to be the best, no longer needing to try to be perfect, to, wow, what if Mm. I can just... Do it as well as I can right now. What if I can be everything I can be, but I don't have to put that mantle of judgment or that yoke of judgment around my neck? And it's even, I would say, for me, perfectionism is so tied to other people's judgments. Oh, my goodness, yes. So it's it's like it limits me from even knowing other possibilities because I have to comp- I have the things I create have to even be judgeable. Yes. For me to be the best, it has to be judgeable by others. Right. It has to be appropriately judgeable by others. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That's even better put since, you know, you know how to do that. You're well, best you know, at that. Because I'm, I'm the best. Thanks. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> um, I just want you to know that when Gary's not around, I'm the best. And when Gary's <laughs> around, he's the best. And I'm like pretty close to the best, like really close, because that's awesome. <laughs> I think. Okay, I'm just going to point out that this is 10.30 at night in London after the SOP. So, um, you know, if I'm a little punch drunk after four days of one of the coolest classes, one of the best classes so far that I've ever facilitated, um, or one of the most amazing. And it's interesting because I even go to say that about the class, the best, and it has this weird heaviness Uh to it. Even when I say best so far... It's still not, that doesn't work for for what I'm looking to describe because best has so many freaking judgments attached. Yeah. And there's nothing that, that can measure up. And as phenomenal as it was, it's like, and the gratitude that I have for it, it's like best still, it's not enough to match the energy. So... And again, it's it's the judgment because it has then to be judged against every other class you've done. Yeah. Which is in itself a limitation and a judgment. Yeah, exactly. And this is what people do in their lives is they end up judging and using that and judging whatever it is they're trying to make the best against everything else that exists in that category or everything else they've ever done. And so, yes? Which actually 
they have to put it in a category to even do that. Yeah. So the first thing they have to do is like define it, put it in a box, in a category, and then they can compare it with everything else yes. in that category, and then it can be the best. Yep. Which is just a lot of friggin' work. Yes. It's just so much effort, you know, and I and so when you have, you know, let's say you have like the coolest day at the beach, you know, it's like, man, this was awesome. This is great. This is phenomenal. I'm really grateful. How does it get any better than this? It's also like if you actually wanted to create, you would have to compare this with any other SOP class that had been in London in the year of 2014 yeah. it, at this particular time of the month. <laughs> and then that would actually be then a, appropriate comparison. But yeah. that doesn't exist because everything happens in that particular point of 10 seconds of time. If exactly. That, so how so so like how does this friggin' judgment thing work? Yeah, basically it just keeps us in a state of judgment, and that's the that's the stickiness of it. So what have you made so vital about possessing the superlative best that keeps you that eliminates your capacity to create a life living in reality better and greater than the best you've ever had? Everything that is times a godzillion. We just run and create it, please. Yes. Right, wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine shirts, boys and beyonds. And how much fun would you have if you totally eliminated good, better, and best from your vocabulary and your points of view? Insects. Everything that is times again, so we destroy it and create it, please. Right, wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine shirts, boys and beyonds. Now, I'm not going to, well, I'm going to tell you. So when you said insects, I was like, is that like a fly is a good insect and a cockroach is a bad insect and, you know, like a dragonfly is the best insect? What are we talking you about? You thought that? And you said insects. Of ah, I gotcha. Wow. I know. Okay, it's 1030 Things at night. Things are changing. It it's, is yes. definitely 1030 uh-huh. at night. I know it's getting closer to 11. I think we started at 1030, so it's mm-hmm. getting closer to 11. And if you haven't figured it out, everybody, this is a pre-record. If you're calling into Voice America our producer is a wonderful guy, and he will kindly let you know that we are uh, actually doing a pre-record. And sorry, um, kind of the only way we could do this thing, but we wanted to give you a live show so we didn't have to do a replay. So here we are at 1030 at night, punch drunk after the SOP. And on that note, our beautiful friends, we're going to another break on the Access Consciousness Show on Voice America. This is Mr. Valentine. And Miss Valentine. And we'll be back in a couple minutes on the Access Consciousness Show. Bye-bye. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Access Consciousness Show on Voice America. This is Dane. And Karina. And we are talking about BEST. Now, for those of you who are familiar with chiropractic, we're not talking about the bioenergetic synchronization technique BEST. (laughs) We're talking about the superlative BEST. The judgment of best versus worst, good versus bad, right versus wrong, light versus evil, no, good versus evil, light versus dark. I guess we're not talking about any of those things, are we? We're just Darth talking about Darth Vader versus Luke. Darth Vader versus Luke. Oh my God, see where this conversation is leading us? Uh-huh. It is amazing. Voldemort versus Harry Potter. Oh, wow. I mean, there's all kinds of this things. This is, Wow. Uh, oh, my yeah. goodness. Anyway, I want to get into... Me versus my stepmother. Anyway. Exactly Anyway, that. I digress. Go well, ahead. <laughs> there's... <laughs> that took me off course. The stepmother thing. I was looking at all kinds of stepmothers in the world. And I was well, thinking... Well, you said Voldemort. I, anyway, anyway. I was ahead. thinking about the best stepmother then. Ah, yes. Let's not go there. Let's not Let's go there. Let's just take stepmother okay. off the conversation topic yeah. board. Well, let me let me talk about another thing that we all talk about. My best 
friend. Oh my, my BFF.、Mm-hmm. What I mean is, I have one person that I like above all other persons.、Mm-hmm. I have one person that gets me, so I can't have anything closer with anybody else other than my BFF. And not only that, but because they're my B and my F, they have to be my BFF, which means they have to be my B and my F. Forever. Oh, Ooh, that's kind of screwed up. And there's no exclusion. Yeah, there's no exclusion in that whatsoever. No. That's kind of like you know when you get into an exclusive relationship. What、ah. do you exclude? Everyone else you love and care about.、Uh-huh. Everyone else that might contribute something to you. Anyone else that might be able to give to you something. Kind of the same thing with the old BFF. And there may be some people out there who have best friends. True, and so what should they do? Kill them? <laughs> Send them a letter and break up. All right, I'm just saying. <laughs>、um, I just want you to know that I can no longer have you as my best friend. I can have you as a really cool friend that I like a lot. <laughs> That's awesome. We're changing the face of humanity one bizarre word at a time. That is so cool. <laughs> oh. oh. That's funny because you know how how people will take something so literally, and they will go and institute it in their lives. It's like I will not ever use the word best ever again. It's like、um, it's becoming an evil word. Exactly,、mm-hmm. evil, which also has four letters and has an e in it. Right, that is correct. Do you see how, like, practically they're the same word? Best and evil, or almost. I see that. So it's like Voldemort, my stepmother, and、um, the devil. Will be like best. Do you see what I'm saying? Yes. Yeah. You. You, you know. Yeah, this、see. is really scary because you actually do see what I'm talking about. Yes. <laughs> people out there are listening, going, "What the fuck is going on on the Voice America show?" Now back to the best friend thing. I'm thinking. Oh yeah. Old people are confused now. They have best friends. What are they supposed to do with them? Oh, we can't kill them. No. No. I... Of course, those are probably you know some of them are actually people that like you. So you know what?、Uh, it's okay to have a BFF. You know, use the word when it actually works. Just be aware that you don't want to stop or limit yourself in any of the words you're using or any of the concepts you're choosing. And you know, and I gotta say, I'm just gonna point this out. Okay, Gary came up with this wonderful topic and subject, and I think it was absolutely brilliant. But really, to be able to do an hour-long show on best, I think we're doing a <laughs> damn good job to keep talking. That's all I'm saying. I mean, imagine you guys listening out there going. Well, I mean, if somebody said, "Hey,、uh, you have an hour.、Uh, I'm going to give you one subject. Best. What would you do? Your eyes would cross. You'd be like, 'Give me some whiskey, man. If I'm going to talk about that, I need some whiskey. I need some like I don't know something.' But I have an idea. Tell、so、me. If we're not going to judge the word best, maybe they could have several best friends. Maybe they、oh. could have like that's one of my、oh, best friends. This is BFF number. Twelve,、uh-huh. but you don't want to number them in like a real order either. Yeah, because otherwise, like number one, of course, is like the best best, right? And the number two is like second best, and number three is third best. So you do like this is best friend number A to eleven dash C. You see what I'm saying? You could have that, man. I am. I seriously, we are creating a different world here. You know, they could also have names. Really, like Bob? Yeah, they probably do have names.、Huh. I'm just maybe you could call them that. The names、huh. they had, right? Right, like like Susan. As, yeah, if like, their friend、like、was named Susan. Like Gary, my BFF is、exactly. Gary. Huh? Uh huh. I think I'll call him Gary from now on. 
And I'm, oh, that's what I was calling him before. Okay, I good know, idea. That's what I was, yeah. yeah. That's what I, but anyway, so by having, you have another best friend. I know another of your best friends. Yeah. His name is Playboy. That is so true. Mm-hmm. And you know what's weird is they truly are my best friends because neither one of them judges the other one. Mm-hmm. Gary's happy for me to, you know, hang out with Playboy and Playboy's happy for me to hang out with Gary, which is actually a true best friend. Mm-hmm. So here's the thing. You don't have to eliminate the word from your vocabulary. You just want to be aware of when you're using this thing and it's creating a limitation for you. And so, once again, whatever it was that you decided was the best, whether it was like the best um, apple pie, the best ice cream, the best dinner out, the best dessert, the best... Uh, Sex toy. Will you destroy and create it, please? Yes. Right and wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine shirts, boys and meows. I figured I would wake people back up with sex toy, you know, with after our conversation and all. Right. Yeah. I like it. Uh-huh. So the whole thing about best, is it, what's the most, is it tied to the future past thing? Is it tied to the definition thing? It's tied to the judgment thing. Right. That's the killer, is you make that judgment. And once again, nothing that doesn't match that judgment could come into your world. Because for every judgment or decision you make, nothing that doesn't match that judgment or decision can come into your world. So if you had, if you just used the word best, uh-huh. like my best friend Gary, right, and had no judgment around it, right, then it would actually be in awareness. 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 Yeah, awareness. that's a Spanish, you know, Swedish. Swedish. Other words. The Swedish Spanish. Awareness. That's like, like on Family Guy where, where Stewie, <laughs> where, where Brian and Stewie are sitting there. And if you've never seen Family Guy, you seriously have to watch it. It is such a bizarre show. It's just so entertaining sometimes. Um, but Stewie, the little boy, you know, little baby with the football-shaped head, is sitting there. He's talking to the dog, Brian, and he says, yes, I've been eating wheat thins. And he says, you've been eating what? I've been eating wheat thins. He says, you've been eating what? Wheat thins. He says, you've been eating wheat thins? Yes, I've been eating wheat thins. <laughs> and he says, oh, okay. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And he, and he tells him, you know, like, say some other w, WH word, you know, and he, and he does it with the W, and, and then he says, so what have you been eating? Wheat thins. Why was that so funny? Wow. <laughs> All right, people, I just want to say I wanted, you know, you to have this show, hopefully give you some information. But really, I may be literally physically too tired to uh, be counted on for this one. I'm sorry. What are you going to do? I thought it was quite funny. Wait, what, but what was what was my, how did I get to wheat dance? I don't even remember anymore. Because you were making fun of my accent. Oh, I remember. Mm-hmm. Ah. No. What I wanted to get to was the difference between an awareness and a judgment. Oh. So, like, when you have an awareness that this is your best friend versus the judgment he's your uh-huh. best friend? Ah, I gotcha. Like Gary, for example. He's somebody who's in total allowance of me. is just total kindness, total gratitude, and total caring. So, and doesn't require or expect anything. So, I guess that would be a really darn good friend. Almost yeah. a best friend. But mm-hmm. the interesting thing is, like you said, it doesn't exclude anyone or anything else because it's not actually the judgment of it. It's an acknowledgement of the value and the gift that he is in my world. So, how many of you 
in an effort to try to get to the awareness of the value and the gift somebody or something was in your world, went to the dark side. <laughs> instead of instead of acknowledging the gift and the value that they were to you, you went to the dark side of the judgment to try to to try to sort of like beef it up and prove to yourself that they were indeed that that they already were. Everything yeah. that is times a gazillion way destroy a greater place. Right, wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine shorts, boys and beyonds. And how many of you have used in telling somebody they were your best friend to get them to do things? Oh, smart idea. Mm-hmm. See, now that's fine. If you're going to do that, you just want to be aware that you're doing it to get something. You're not doing it because you actually have that point of view. Or have somebody done it to you. Then yes. be aware that that's what's actually going on. Everything that is, times a godzillion, we just run and create it, please. Right, wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine, church boys and beyond. So again, it's like this key is the that darn awareness thing. Darn it. You can use anything, any way, as yeah. long as you're aware of what's as long going on. As you're aware. So what have you made so vital about possessing the best that keeps you from truly having and creating anything greater? Everything that is times a gazillion way destroy and create a place. Yes. Right, wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine, shorts, boys and beyonds. Wow. It's kind of an interesting subject, this whole best thing. Mm-hmm. At least right now, with me no longer having a brain that actually works. Right. Um, yeah. Maybe your brain isn't the best anymore. Apparently. Apparently the brain is not the best source of information for me right now either. I'm trying. You know, I'm doing my thing. I mean, mm-hmm. but you know what I'm saying? Like, if I only had a brain... I'd while away the hours, sniffing all the flowers if I only had a brain. That's do you think? Do you think maybe we should change to a, a like a music show where well, I could sing a little more? Because I mean, really, I mean, was that awesome or was that like the best you've ever heard? That was that like the best I've ever heard. The best um, snowman, Tin Man, Lion. Who didn't have a brain? Uh, the Dorothy. <laughs> <laughs> No, I totally know what's going on in that show. I do. I do. <laughs> I didn't see The Wizard of Oz until I was 42 years old. Okay, now that is a little scary. Do you know why? Because my parents are the best. You, right. <laughs> see, I didn't see Gone brilliant. with the Wind. You know what happened? I went to watch Gone with the Wind, and Gary said, look, we'll rent Gone with the Wind so you can finally watch it. And this was, I don't know, eight years ago, six years ago or something. And so we put it in, and we're watching it. And the first DVD stops, you know, because Gone with the Wind had this big old intermission. Yes. After, what, like two hours or something? Mm. And so the first DVD stops, and I look, and I thought that was the end. And I was like, what a stupid friggin' movie. That is the dumbest thing I've ever seen. Why does anybody value that? And I literally went to sleep. I wake up the next day, and I tell Gary about how it ended. He's like, you just got to the intermission. I was like, oh. No wonder it was such a stupid movie. That's not the best movie of all time. That's a crappy movie. You just sometimes need the information, you know? Right, but this is very interesting. That's one whole other area where you had to judge it against the best movie of all time. Oh, I know, right? Mm -hmm. I'm like, that was not nearly as good as Rocky. Was not nearly as good as Gandhi, another movie with a friggin' intermission. I'm Uh just saying. I saw Gandhi in the theater. I was a kid. I'm just saying I was young once. For anybody who doubts it, I was young. I just want them to know. 
Right, before you were this old. Old, exactly. Right. Then so, you were young. Right, before that. I'm still trying to remember which of the, you know, Wizard of Oz characters did not have a brain. <laughs> but I am thinking it was the Scarecrow that did not have a brain. Yeah, it was the, it was the lion that needed a heart. I think the lion needed courage. courage. He needed courage. The Tin Man the needed tin a heart. The Tin Man needed a heart. And, and the, the scarecrow. scarecrow needed a brain. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Sh- I think we're the best. I We figured this you out. you see that? Yeah. Man, that is like... In like a couple of we're minutes. seriously the best. I know. That Very awesome. impressive. I, you know, I like how much we like us. We are totally the best. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the best. If you don't believe me, just ask me. Hello. 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 So, on that note. So, what... It's just, it keeps going back. I keep wanting to run processes, but it, it's like, keeps going back to the same thing. What have you decided is best that keeps you from having anything greater? But you know, we started, like, we're at, toward the end of the show, and we started with a sex thing. Is uh, there, like, a process we can run run that so people can, like, clear that up and have greater sex than ever? Wow. Okay, cool. So what have you decided is the best sex you've ever had that keeps you from having the best sex you can really have? Everything that is times are God's anyway, just run and create it, please. From right, wrong, good, and bad, pot and pock, all nine, towards boys and beyonds. To you all from Miss Valentine. Thank you. Thank you, Miss Valentine. Mm-hmm. Again? So what have you decided is the best sex you've ever had that keeps you from truly having the best sex you can truly have? Everything that is times are God's saying, well, you just run and create it, please. Yes. Right, wrong, good, and bad, pot and pock, all nine, towards <laughs> boys and beyonds. What have you decided is the best sex you've ever had that keeps you from having the best sex you truly could have, pervert? Everything that is, times a godzillion, slut, will you just turn and create it, please? Right, wrong, good, bad, pot and buck, all nine, church boys, man. Don't worry, kids, we're winding down. Remember, the beatings will continue until morale improves. So one more time, and then we're out of here, y'all. What have you decided is the best sex you've ever had that keeps you from having the best sex you truly can have? Everything that is slut, were you just trying to create a place? Yes. Right, wrong, hidden, bad, pot and pock, all nine shirts, boys and beyonds. And on that note, guys, we hope you've enjoyed our conversation about best and what it is and what it ain't and how it is and how it ain't and how you be and how you ain't and what else is possible. And welcome to our world where every day is the best day we've ever had and every day is the best day we've never yet had. Ha <laughs> ha, go figure that one out. Thank you, Miss Valentine, for being with me as my co-host on the show. Thank you, Mr. Valentine. <laughs> I'm going to record that and keep it and use it as my ringtone or my wake-up call. All right, beautifuls, thanks so much for being with us. We look forward to being in, with you next week on the Access Consciousness Show on Voice America, where my best friend Gary will join me. Talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Bye. We appreciate you joining us this week for Access Consciousness, the radio show. To find out more about Access Consciousness, please visit our website at accessconsciousness.com. Be sure to come back next Thursday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific Time for another edition of our show with Gary Douglas and Dr. Dane here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have an excellent week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. 
For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. 